you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of Locked On NFL. He is Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine and happy Wednesday to you. Quick reminder to make us your first listen each and every day because we're going to bring you the latest NFL news. You can subscribe on YouTube or check us out wherever you get your podcast and hit that follow button. And a reminder, we're free. There's no subscription here. That's it right. is free to listen to the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On NFL. What's up, Bubba? Yeah, what's going on, Tony? Let's uh, let's dive in. I, I said the latest news. Let's just start with the latest news, something that happened Tuesday. And yep. I'm not shocked by this. And we're going to get into the Patriots and we're going to get into our week 11 power rankings from the network and everything like we do on a normal Wednesday. But Le'Veon Bell released by the Ravens, averaging 2.7 yards per carry, uh, 31 attempts, 83 yards, two touchdowns in five games for Baltimore. There's a report out, Josina Anderson saying that they would prefer they as in the Ravens to sign Le'Veon Bell back to the practice squad if he clears waivers. But I don't know about that. You know, it just depends. So let me just ask you this. Do you think Le'Veon Bell's done? Because he's 29 years old. He's averaging less than his age in yards per carry. And I don't know about you, but every time I saw him, and I covered one of the games in Baltimore when they played the Bengals, didn't look anything like the Le'Veon Bell that I remember. Yeah, I think we just have to stop expecting him to. And at this point, that's not what he is. And um, once he clears waivers, which he will, um, the only team I can imagine that might take a look-see is Tennessee at this point. But I don't even think they're going to do it. And the Rams have had the opportunity to do it in the past, and they didn't do it either. So um, I really do think his only option is to go back to a playoff team and be on the practice squad and just be there in case someone gets hurt. Uh, If he swallows his pride and understands that, He's no longer the Le'Veon Bell that everyone thought was LaDainian Tomlinson. And just go ahead and take his role and try to get him some hardware and get into the playoffs. Uh, But as far as him being like a guy who's one or two on somebody's depth chart, yeah, those days are gone. Yeah, it feels like it. And the number number 17, by the way, wasn't working for him. I I don't know why he went with 17. It didn't look weird. Yeah, it it looked really, really weird. It looked strange. But uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, don't make mistakes. They know when who to pay and who not to. And I know it looks like they probably should have paid James Conner, but James Conner wouldn't look the same in Pittsburgh's offense than he does look like in Arizona. But it's another tale of was it the player or was it the system? In Le'Veon's Bell case, Bell's case, it was probably him and Pittsburgh were a perfect match for a while. But now it's over. Speaking of players versus systems, Last mm-hmm. year when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, all the talk was, well, and this is the talking head, so I'm, I'm going to be facetious here. Well, we now see who was the one who won all of those championships, don't we? We now – let me explain something to you what's going on. We're going to get to that in segment three. I watch the Kentucky Derby every year, so I segue that to tell you this. I watch the Kentucky Derby every year, and I know you're familiar with it because it's a skip and a hop from where you are. Mm-hmm. I always bet on the horse that doesn't get out front but also the one that doesn't get to the back and have so many horses to go through. I always bet on that one that's stalking. He's sitting in seventh or eighth place, and he can make that move. Watch out this year. 
there's going to be a team, and you know who I'm already headed towards, that is starting to bend that edge on that last turn. And they're coming around. They haven't even gotten to the quarter pole yet. But they're coming around that corner. And they were that team that was 20 to 1. Good enough to not be favorite last, but not good enough to be up front. The utter contrition or the attrition that is going on at the front of the NFL with these teams that we think are so good. Yeah. That little horse that could is just running along. And they have a jockey named Bill Belichick. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, watch out for those Patriots because oh, they, they're, they're opportunistic. They're that little horse that could but they have like a Hall of Fame jockey. And I'm telling you, the New England Patriots might surprise the world and win the Super Bowl. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Which one of those dudes up front? Like, look at the Rams last night. Who up front really acts like they want to be there? Dallas got, got smoked like meat at a butcher shop last week. Nobody, they yeah. don't even act like they want to be there, James. I didn't know that Bill Simmons had a brother named Tony Simmons. And, and you know, you might have changed I don't even like that to, dude, to so don't, don't compare him to me. I, I want to put him in the headlock anyway. So He's a big he's a big Patriots fan, though. And, and on his podcast, you know what he says? He says, oh, the Patriots. This feels like early 2000s Patriots. And, look, I do see some similarities. But here's the reality of the AFC to me. Because I keep hearing about how it's wide open. And I know Bengals fans are encouraged. And that's the team I cover if you're unaware, uh, that they're encouraged, you know, five and four, but the AFC North is wide open. And yeah, we're nine games in. Some teams are 10 games in. Like there's a lot of football to be played. These teams are going to separate themselves. There's going to be some separation. And you are right. It does feel like if you had to buy stock, you would want to buy stock in the Patriots because they continue to ascend. They have a young quarterback that uh, keeps really impressing me and keeps growing, it seems like, every week. But – Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. And and I remember doubting the the Patriots when they won their first one, and, and mm-hmm. I'll admit that. And and you see the picture if you're watching on YouTube right there. That's Brady right there. All right. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I understand it. But I, call me, you, you know, the biggest doubter on the planet because I don't think that this team with those wide receivers in this day and age can do it. I think if they played the Chiefs, rolled. Bills in the playoffs, rolled. I just I do, and maybe I'm dead wrong here, but uh, it, it, you know, I, there are some Patriots fans, by the way, that think they will win the AFC East. I just don't buy it. I just can't. It's hard to because you know they do stuff that isn't sexy, and the difference between football and basketball is this. Uh oh. I know you know I'm always going to do this. The yeah. difference is okay if you have a great score. I need a great score too, right? But if you in football, if you have great offensive weapons, I don't need great offensive weapons to counteract you. You know what I need? I need a great defense to stop your weapons. Guys, they don't they don't the same guys don't play both ends. So so it's sometimes an apple that we've seen teams that have literally gone head to head with Kansas City this year and punched them in the mouth. We mm-hmm. we've seen teams like Buffalo that are supposed to just run through a team like Jacksonville get stymied. Just last night, the Rams and all of their great weapons and great pass rushers. No, 49ers say, no, we're going we're gonna to bulldoze you. We're going to run through you all game, and then we're going to be able to rush the passer, and we're going to be able to hit these wide receivers and knock them off their square. Football is the only game where your weapons don't have to be counter 
uh, they don't have to be countered by the team having weapons in the same place. They just have to be countered by teams. You can have a contrasting style. Greatest show on turf. I recall it. Those dudes only scored 17 points. Belichick yeah. found a way to make I, him pay for they, they, they and, had to pay and they for contained Marshall Falk. I, I get you, all that. You got I, it. You got it. I, I mean, there's a way it can be done. It, it can be done, but that is such an exception to it. Like if I'm building a team, I get it. You want to be the more physical team. That you know, it goes without saying each and every week. But to me, it's one thing to make a run. It's another thing to make a run all the way to the Super Bowl and then have enough to win it. And I just think that there will be a team that can punch them in the mouth. And, you know, a, a lot of people are making fun of OBJ to the, the Rams. Man, he's going to be fine. And, you know, yeah. I, I might buy it. By the way, I might buy this Patriots thing if he had picked New England. Because True. if you if you, you show me OBJ there, then, okay, well, if they get into a shootout, well, now Tyron Matthew and the rest of that Kansas City Chiefs secondary, they have someone to worry about outside of Hunter Henry in the red zone. Right? Because – I just don't buy those receivers to that level. I don't buy the running. I think they have good running backs. Not great, which is fine. You can get by with that, but you need some kind of dynamic weapon deep downfield. And if you don't have that, uh, you certainly have some questions, but we're going to continue this conversation. And you have a question that you referenced about, I don't know, six minutes ago. We'll, uh, Mm -hmm. we'll dive into that a little bit. It has to do with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick and legacy, but first a word, from Get Upside because Get Upside is an incredible app that everyone that buys gas that fills up at the pump needs to know about. You can download it in the App Store or Google Play. It's completely free. And you're making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. My listeners are doing it. You can too right now by downloading it. It's G-E-T-U-P-S-I-D-E, the Get Upside app. It's free. And Right now, if you use promo code TOUCHDOWN, you're going to get a bonus $0.25 cents off per gallon on your first fill-up. It's free money. You could take that money. Maybe you do want to bet on uh, the Patriots to win the Super Bowl at betonline.ag. You could do that. You could just put it in your pocket for the holidays and continue to uh, to save. Or maybe you want an e-gift card for Amazon. You can do that as well with GetUpside. So save money every time you fill up with the GetUpside app. It's free. And make sure you use promo code TOUCHDOWN. And we're rolling along here on a Wednesday edition of Locked on NFL with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. We appreciate you for making us your first listen here on Locked on NFL. That last segment we talked about, let's do a hypothetical. And the hypothetical and the fun is, especially Mm -hmm. with this Tom Brady documentary that's coming out now. And that's Mm -hmm. why I mentioned earlier all of the talk last year about I hate top fives and I hate one got to go and I hate – who is who, who, who is more responsible? And uh, because personally, here's what I think. I think when you're a dynasty, you're a dynasty because you have multiple people that are great, that are responsible. I think if you win one or two, there might be one person. I think when you, you win know what seven, I think, six or seven, think that's, that's everybody's great. You're given a mature answer when you're supposed to take a side, Tony. No, I'm just kidding. all right. No, I, so you're here, right. So, right. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. If Belichick does win it this year, Mm-hmm. Do we have that same con- – if he wins it with a Brady clone in Mac Jones, do we now – do we now have that conversation oh, that we had last year when all of those bozos said, oh, well, it was Tom Brady that won all those championships. It wasn't Bill Belichick. <laughs> do we now revisit that conversation and change that narrative, or do we go, well, wait a minute. 
Brady went to a team full of a whole bunch of guys and got some more guys to come with him. He pulled a LeBron, basically. And and do we now have a conversation that, well, maybe it was Belichick? Do we apologize to Bill? Or do we now admit what I say is it's it was both of them? Well, that would be the logical explanation, right? But, but I'm people sure weren't logical last year. Wasn't it? And they won't be. No, you're right. They won't be. It would be, oh, well, Bill Belichick won with a rookie quarterback. It's not going to happen, by the way. Man, you're going to get Patriots fans mad at me. They're not winning the damn Super Bowl. But if it does happen in this hypothetical world that uh, Tony Simmons, I mean Wiggins, lives in, ah. I, <laughs> I think uh, I think there would be a lot of people that would say, no dynamic outside threat. The defense is good, not great. Rookie quarterback, not young quarterback, rookie quarterback. Offensive line is fine, but it's not like they're the best line in the league. Running backs are good, but not great. And they found a way to win? Yeah, I, I think that Belichick would get a ton of credit. But the answer would be both. Because even though you kind of downplayed it, you said he pulled a LeBron. Uh, the reason Brady is you know so attractive to play with is because of his ability to win and lead and everything like that. And I, I think LeBron, as good of a leader as he's been, we've seen him be a bad leader at times. Yeah. His first year with the Lakers was ridiculous. I've never seen uh, Tom Brady be a bad leader. Now, he might have known deep down. Like, I, we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I need some kind of outside weapon. Um, but here's the other thing. You calling Mac Jones a Tom Brady clone. I I don't know what we're doing right now. Tom Brady clone. If they win it, that's what people are going to say because yeah. he's, he's not athletic. And the reason why I say this about Matt yeah. Jones is because every time somebody on TV talks about Matt Jones, they talk about him in this oh-so-apologetic way that, you know – He's really getting every single thing out of everything that he is. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm from Jacksonville, where he's from. He was a yep. four-star recruit. Who we played, had. Who uh, played, what was the gentleman we had on that trained him? Den Denny Thompson, the quarterback. Yeah, Denny the Thompson came on points. with us before, before the draft. Right. And was like, Mac Jones is legit. So Yeah, he's legit. But he did say he probably wouldn't take him that high because of upside. Because in the NFL, you have to have all of these other things around the quarterback. And we're learning that in Jacksonville. And you learned that last year in Cincinnati. So the thing is, is a four-star quarterback who played for the best high school coach in the history of the state of Florida, which might qualify him to be the best high school football coach in the country, in Corky Rogers. Same guy that coached Leroy Butler. Same guy that coached um, – Edgar Bennett and a, and, a, and a lot of other guys that made it to the NFL. So then he goes and he plays for Bill Belichick. Doesn't transfer in the presence of Bryce Young. Starts and leads him to a national championship. I mean, at some point, are we going to stop making these little narratives about this kid that he's just some little old dude that's just some little engine that could, and I'm using that reference again, that's just surviving Mm -hmm. When you play for maybe the best high school football coach in the, in the history of the country, the best college football coach in the history of the country, and now the best NFL coach in the history of the NFL. At some point, we got to say somebody sees something in him that ain't something that you got to apologize for and burp him about that. He's just like his skill is doing all of the stuff you're supposed to do to win, no matter how fast he runs. Who does that sound yeah. like? Yeah, I, I totally get it. I, I understand. And and so he, here's who he – to me, I think him and Joe Burrow are cut from the same cloth. I see a lot of similarities. It feels the same way. I, I think athletic. Yeah, a little more athletic. Well, Burrow's more athletic, sure. But yeah. I, I mean like mentality-wise, like right. why 
why have they had so much success, right? And in the little engine that could and in doubters and, you know, it's not like they're throwing the ball 700 yards and they don't have the Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes athleticism or arm, but they're going to be there, right? And they're going to make plays and they're extremely competitive. They have all those intangibles. And sometimes I think we forget that one, intangibles matter. Two, when we have guys where that stands out, we forget what makes them special or why they're there. Like Joe Burrow pre-snap is amazing and he's extremely accurate. Mac Jones put that ball on Kendrick Bourne in between two Browns defenders on Sunday. That is a a throw that not many quarterbacks are are bold enough to make. And when they do, most of the time it's inaccurate. Well, it was spot on. So he's, I agree with you. I think there is this little engine that could almost mentality, but he's really, really good. And he's the best rookie quarterback for a reason up to this point. Part of it is his landing spot. Absolutely. And he's got Josh McDaniels and he's got really, really good coaching around him. It's kind of the other part is to do though, isn't it? When you draft people. No doubt. But 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 the other part of it is he's damn good and he deserves yeah. credit for that. And, so, and that's so, the part. If 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 you're not an elite athlete or you don't have the biggest arm, sometimes it's hard for us to quantify that stuff. But he's obviously a really, really good quarterback. So watch this. Instead of using Brady as an example, because it's obvious just for fun that we're going to do that because of the teams that we're comparing. Instead of using Brady as an example, mm-hmm. all of the things that you describe about Matt, Matt Jones, Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. All of those things. If you close your eyes and I told you you're describing Drew Brees, you'd agree. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Anticipatory throws, doesn't have a big arm, gets the ball out, not great physical skills, sees the field. Mm-hmm. So let's take Brady out of it. How come we never made these little things and, and talked about Drew Brees as if he's some kind of winning by consolation? Yeah. He's the same dude. But folks get on here and act like he's Kirk Cousins. Oh, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, he's a great system guy, but at some point he's going to break down. No, he could very well be Drew Brees. Yeah. He could very and, and, well be Drew Brees. And that, to me, that's a comp I've made for Burrow a couple of times, like a bigger right. Brees, where he's, you're not going to wow you arm-wise, and you're not going to play in a dome. And I don't know if he has Sean Payton, but could he be that? Yeah, so you look at Mac Jones. I think he has a great offensive coordinator. People don't like Josh McDaniels. Fine. I think he's a great offensive mind. I think we're starting to see that. It was a little rocky at the beginning of the year, but uh, they're certainly seeing that. And yeah, this, uh, this, I mean, he's got a shot to win offensive rookie of the year. Everyone assumed it would be Jamar Chase, a guy I cover, and I get it. Mac Jones is going to be right there, I think, by the time we're, we're really diving into this and, and get to the, you know, the December month of the season with the playoffs on the line. They're going to be one and two. I used to say that. Burrow reminded me of Romo because of the whippet arm and the number nine and because of the athletic ability. It looked like both of them probably could play basketball too and golf mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah. actually, Joe reminds me of Joe Cool. Your Joe reminds me of Montana. And that's because he rolls around. He doesn't have this crazy arm, but mm-hmm. he just, when you look in his eyes and his face, it looks like with a minute to go, if they're down six, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's just unbothered. And that's how Joe Montana was. And I know Bengals fans hate hearing that because of what happened in 1989, but that's okay. Uh, Don't worry about it. Hey, man, let's talk about some power rankings. Let's do it here in segment three on a Wednesday of Locked on Jaguars with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. I got to tell you first about Built Bar. Built Bar is the total absolute truth. And you guys know what my favorite Built Bar is. My favorite Built Bar is salted caramel. 
I don't know why I got to tell y'all that all the time about salted caramel because I just love it just that much. And you can love it too. Let me tell you where it's going to help you out at. On Thanksgiving, when you're the one that can't sit there and eat that lemon meringue pie or you can't eat that pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie because you're worried because it's going to mess up your diet. When you want something sweet to satisfy that palate, go get Built Bar because it's covered with 100% chocolate, has so many flavors, it's good, and the macros suggest that you won't be hurting yourself at all. In fact, it's packed with protein, very low-carb sugar, very low carbs uh, and uh, calories on that Built Bar. So make sure you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order of Built Bars. Now, try the ones that you want. Get an assorted box if you want, but I'm telling you that. Salted caramel is the one for me. If you want to keep up with them on social media, make sure you go to at bar underscore built on Twitter to find out all the latest news from Built Bar. Got to tell you about Bet Online and whether it is betting on Mac Jones to win Offensive Rookie of the Year or the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I know Tony Simmons is doing that right now. <laughs> you got to go to betonline.ag. It's your number one spot for all of the football action, whether it's college or NFL. Plus, basketball season now i'm a steph curry guy myself been watching a lot of my man steph especially because dwayne wade's retired behind me and, and front runner uh so no man front runner <laughs> steph curry's fun to watch man if you guys had hoops channels in jacksonville you would understand but i'm sure you guys don't really watch basketball but that's okay we'll we'll, we'll take, pick up the slack in cincinnati so whether it's basketball football uh, college and pro, you can bet on it all at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on right now. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. And where we start every day as your first listener is locked on NFL or locked on Jaguars and locked on Bengals, but all of them are your first listen. Your second listen should be the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Brian Peacock is an NFL analyst and Matt Williams, a former NFL scout, and they give it to you like no other. So make sure you find, look up, check out, lock in and subscribe on the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Power rankings are out on the Locked On NFL Network. Some change at the top after last night's game. Week 11. Last week, we said that around around spot number seven or spot number eight, this thing got a little bit iffy but we were talking about the kentucky derby you see my team rounding up at number 10 right now trying to turn that corner baby and i'm gonna tell you what they're right behind another team that seems like they're trying to get their act together in the chiefs at nine let's go at the top james do you have a problem with the packers being one or the titans being two yeah i do i'm actually can someone give the titans a little respect yeah Uh, just a little bit they're four and one against winning teams, and they don't have a quarterback that's a bad leader that played bad in the first half of the year. Oh, or first half of Sunday's game. I'm sorry, Russell Wilson in, in Seattle stunk it up, but that wasn't a good win for the Packers. It was an ugly win. And yeah, they're eight and two, but the Titans should be ahead of them right now because they've overcome the Derrick Henry injury. They continue to win games. And uh, you know, I'm buying some Titan stock. So give me the Titans at one. Uh, the Packers at two, that's fine. The Cardinals, I know they fell to eight and two. Three is about right for them because there's a, a very good chance to me that game is much, much different if Kyler's healthy. Hopefully he can get back sooner than later. But I know you have a problem. I'm going to finish the top 10. I know you have a problem with the number four team, the Cowboys. I'm sure you think they should be number one A, 
along with your Patriots, followed by the Bucks at number five, the Bills at number six, the Rams at seven, the Ravens at eight, Chiefs nine, and Patriots at ten. I don't have a problem with Dallas being number four. In fact, if the Bucks had not lost, I would have told you that the Bucks should be ahead of them because oh, they disappointed me. Uh, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but they did disappoint me last mm-hmm. week by losing at home to Denver. Uh, it's just it, it, that's one of the weirdest games uh, yeah. I've seen because they got destroyed. Buffalo, when they lost to the Jaguars, it was close. Dallas got crushed, and, and it just like made me real like wonder what the hell they had going on down there. All right, let's finish out. Uh, we get to the number 11, and now you got teams like the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers at 5-4. and four. The Saints are at 5-4, and four, and you wonder what the Saints would be if they had Jameis Winston. The Steelers, without Ben Roethlisberger, I guess everyone felt like he was done, but, yeah, they're really, really done without him because they had a tie with the Lions the other day. Uh, the Browns were another disappointment. I thought they were a little bit on a little bit of an uptick after Odell left. They aren't. No. Nope. The Bengals. No quarterback in Cleveland. Go ahead. Right. The Bengals were off. We'll see if an off week helped them. Uh, go ahead and run through the second half of the. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the Raiders come in at 16th and, and we'll see there 15 versus 16. The Bengals and Raiders play each other on Sunday. The Colts. Watch them. Hey, the Colts hanging around now. Five and five. They're 17th, followed by the Vikings at 18. The 49ers coming off of a huge win, moving up from 23 to 19. And the Panthers from 22 to 20. Following their win, they're five and five on the season. And then we get to the Eagles. They're coming off of a, a big one as well. 21st, the Broncos, 22nd, Seahawks, 23rd, the Falcons are 24th, followed by 25th, Washington, 26th, Giants, 27, the Chicago Bears, and then Miami and Jacksonville, 28, 29. And then rounding out the power rankings, the Jets, 30th, the Lions, 31st. And the Texans 32nd. And yes, I have an issue with the back three. There is no way that the Jets, after that performance, my buddy's a Jets fan. And I told him on Saturday night, because he's like, oh, yeah, Mike White, Mike White. And I'm like, the Bills are going to beat the hell out of the Jets tomorrow. I I told him it might be 40 to 7. He was like, you only think they're going to score seven points? He's playing well. And I'm like, no, the NFL does this, the quarterbacks all the time. There's no way the Jets should be ahead of the Lions. Put the Jets below the Lions. They should be 31st. Yes, I have beef with the, that bottom couple of teams because there's no way after watching the Jets, you think they should be higher. At least I don't. Yeah, well, make no mistake about it. I'm damn sure the Texans belong in last place if you remember me and Cody and me and them boys from Houston talking. Yeah, they're, they're number 32. They're number 32, just like I told you they were going to be. But um, there's a group of teams here. I think it's from like 19, maybe even 18 between the Vikings and uh, I'd say the bears, you just, if you're one of these good teams, you just don't, you don't walk in there thinking there's a cakewalk, man, because you don't know what you're getting with those guys from a week. If you're going on better line, you better be very careful messing around with those group of teams right there, because you don't know exactly how they're going to step up and what they're going to do every single week. It's like, those are the, they're good enough to beat you, but they're not good enough for you to consistently think they're going to win. And, Mm-hmm. There's some dangerous, dangerous teams right there. But you're right. The front is really starting to separate itself. If there's anybody on the back end that I think maybe doing a little damage is the Colts and the 49ers because they just have to get healthy, maintain, and get through the way that they were playing early in the year. I expect Pittsburgh to continue to fall back. I expect the Raiders with all of their turmoil to continue to fall back. So I think we're starting to take shape on who the best 14 teams are going to be. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. And uh, the next couple of weeks, especially in the AFC, I think you're going to see some of these teams really start to separate. You know, the Bengals, they play the Raiders, the Steelers, and the Chargers over the next three weeks. Well, something's got to give, right? I don't think they're going to go, you know, 0-3 during that span. But if they do, then they're a pretender and they're officially out, right? Well, the Browns make a move up. Uh, we're starting to see the Chiefs, like you said. And, and I think the Chiefs are coming. I, I, I don't know if I said it on the pod, but there have been a lot of people that are like, ah, the Chiefs, I, especially in Cincinnati because the Bengals play the Chiefs later this year. I, I don't know. Are they good? And I'm like, you really, you, you're really going to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Like they've been around a little bit, especially Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes, he's been extremely special. And uh, and we saw it the other day, which my fantasy football team was excited about. Hopefully Patrick Mahomes could continue to play at that level. No doubt about it. Weird, though, that the top five teams in this poll are all from the NFC, man. That's 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 one of the craziest it's, things. It's wild, right? It is. Yeah, it, it, and it's, it really uh, is. Well, oh, well, you got the Titans at number two. Oh, yeah, okay. They play like an NFC team. So that's See, see, look at you. You're, you're yeah. forgetting about the Titans, too. I started yeah. the power rankings with that. Look. Yeah. Well, you know, you know the team I cover. We we don't really care about them that much. That's why, you know, uh, my my fans will probably be like, "Good, I'm glad he acted like he didn't know they were there." But we thank you again for joining us on Locked On NFL, man. Make sure you tune in to Locked On NFL, like and subscribe on YouTube for James Rapine, for Tony Wiggins. Make sure you tune in tomorrow now on Locked On NFL, where the boys were passing the baton and the boys will be taking it and running with it. Until then, you guys keep taking care of each other. We'll see you next week.